Today's date is October 5th, and welcome to another episode of Hold My Whistle. I'm Paulo. I'm Foy. And today we're talking about our starting lineups and, of course, our Shit to Bed Sunday. We have our very first interview with actor of the new TV show, All-American, Ian Bailey. Former Saiyan is Pirate alum. Class of 1994. We're also going to be talking about Thursday Night Football, New, York, New England Patriots versus the Indianapolis Colts. We got playoff baseball. And, of course, we're doing a whiskey time. Our favorite segment of the show. Oh, I can't do this without whiskey, so. But how's your week been, Sean? Uh, you know, it's been it's been a long week. Uh, finally, it's game. It's almost game day. Well, it is game day now. It's after midnight. Yeah, it's one a.m. Um, you know, uh, practice. We had a good week of practice. Uh, long. Uh, we had some rain. Actually, we had got rain, some rain on the central coast. Never happens. The last time it happened during a practice week was probably like four years ago. I want to say I actually wore my duck hunting jacket out there because it's the only thing I have that's waterproof. I love that insane is when there's an actual rainy day, half the coaching staff is wearing hunting gear. And now that we all have semi beards, we look like duck dynasty. Out you, there. you guys do look like duck dynasty, but you're actually calling defenses out there and, and coaching out there with your camo. It's pretty funny to watch. Yeah. It's a good look. Yeah. Actually for me, I actually have performed a couple of weddings. You've been to one Louis. Mm-hmm. But I've been asked to do another wedding in the next two weeks. Man, the word must get out about you. Agloni Wedding Services people I think get a hold of me. I think you need to start charging people. I'm down. I just extended my two-year ordainmentship to a four-year. No. Oh, yeah. So would you say there's more of those on the horizon for you? I'm thinking so. I'm knocking these out pretty. And, you know, when people think long-term love, they think Paulo. <laughs> now, do you write your own... Speech? Well, or? no, I, I'm not. I'm not a. You know, I don't just rush through this. I make it sentimental for everybody, and I make it mean something. So even so, I found out yesterday. It's a young couple. Um, I used to work with one of them, and he's like, "Hey, are you still doing this?" Because the pasture, pasture, pasture not the pasture, that the Jesus field Christ. for cows. <laughs> It's good whiskey. It's oh, good. Oh, it's good. We're gonna have a good review. Okay. Um, the pasture, pastor. <laughs> Uh, can't make it. It's too fast, too soon, and they want to have the wedding pretty fast. And is it a the young, shotgun wedding? It's a shotgun. You know, they already have a baby, but they want to do it quick. Okay. And they called Paulo's Wedding Services, which was what I'm going to call it. You guys could get a hold of me. Did they find you in the yellow pages? <laughs> it's the white, page, white pages. Oh, it's not the white pages? <laughs> no, they, he knew me, and he's like, are you still doing this? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it for you guys. No, so we went out to dinner. And we talked about it, and I'm like, what do you guys want? Here's what I have done before. Where'd you guys go to dinner? I took them to Fig Brew. Oh, you took them out? No, I, well, I recommended Fig Brew. Oh, they what? already were there. They got there early and ordered. But I, I was talking to Elise, like, hey, do we buy them? It's kind of a wedding gift. And Lisa's like, you're doing them a service. And I was like, yeah, but it'd be nice too. But it kind of reminded me of like when you took my, you hosted my diaper party, and you went to Fig Brew. Is that where we did it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not promoting them too much, but don't don't think, don't think you're getting another one because you've already had a kid. Yeah, the second no. the second kid doesn't get shit. No, he'll get a box of diapers and. There so you're you go. saying it's a boy? Well, no, I shouldn't say that because it's probably a girl. That way, you guys can be done. With that, why would I be done? Why would you want more than two? Well, because it's not three. It's a nice. I'm, I'm, I'm not into just stopping at two. Like, what makes me uh, need to stop at two? Because you should stop at two. Yeah, I don't. You know, there's certain things that I'll take 
your recommendation, that's just not a good one. Not, not a good one. You Why can't the Agloni family just the Agloni family is growing? What do you? What, what's your what's your number? Uh, probably around three, three or four. Uh, around three, because you can I, well, have like a half or. Well, no, it would be, go higher. Okay. I, well, I would really love to go for twins. If I knocked out twins, and then I would say I'd be I'm done. <laughs> but for some reason, my whole life, in my head, I'm like I'm, I'm gonna have twins. They're not my family or anything, but I've always just thought. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm capable of producing twins. There's something that makes me feel more manly if I have twins. <laughs> right? Uh, no, that has nothing to do I with I know you. it doesn't, but it just well, it has everything to do with me. No, it doesn't. I'll make it. Oh, okay. It'll be about me. But yeah, so hey, I'm doing another wedding. I'm pretty excited about it. And we're going to do it in two weeks. No, oh, nice. Where's, uh, it, where's the venue? It's in Lompoc. Oh. It's at the gr- grandmother's house. Nice. Yeah. So I, don't, I, I asked him, I'm like, hey, is there going to be like mariachis? Or whatever. Hey, I don't know. I'm always down for some good mariachi. You, I am becoming a fan. You know, live. You ever listen to Chente? No, I don't listen to that shit. <laughs> that guy's the OG pimp, though. Hey, but, you know, li- there's something to be said about it live. Oh, yes, live is. You know. When you get everyone just in those matching outfits with the. You know, you get a little dancing going on. You know, there's there's some good uh, festivities. And you know, you, I'm sure the food will be on point. Always, if you can afford mariachi. You better have a good taco you, guy. Your you, 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 food's already on point. It better be, yeah. or else you're fired. So I'm hoping. I doubt it, but I'm hoping. Hey, you know, you, one can hope. <laughs> All right, well, let's, hey, let's get into the show. Sean, let's start off with our starting lineups. All right, uh, I'm going to go with a guy who really doesn't need much of an introduction. Uh, Tom Brady. You know, what do you say about the guy? Ageless. Goat? The goat? I, I, I don't like to throw that around, you know, loosely, but he is the best. Oh, hands down. I mean, everybody's going to say, whoa, well, he's lost three Super Bowls, but the motherfucker's won five. He's got to him. Yeah. yeah. Who Name a quarterback that's been to eight Super Bowls. Uh, None. Yeah, not a starter. None. none. Um, you just, you can't say enough about the dude. He just continually puts up the numbers with... Less than great receiving cores. Right. I mean, so tonight he put up uh, 341. He had four total touchdowns. He actually rushed for a touchdown tonight. What? Oh, that's pretty legit. You know who he threw to today and threw a touchdown to? Is Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon came off the the schneid. You know, he had two catches, 50 yards, got a nice 34-yard touchdown, which was just kind of tossed up to him. But when you got a playmaker like that, you throw him the ball. You know, oh, yeah. go up and get it. Well, because he didn't get anything the week before, which is his was his first week back, or at least on the team. No, he had a catch last week. Did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, this one, you know, great to see him on a Thursday night game. Yeah. Get a tub. So in this game, Tom Tom became the third quarterback to throw for 500 touchdowns. Uh, he's only trailing Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, but in a close fourth, the other active member. On the close list is Drew Brees. Drew Brees is sitting at 496. Oh, what so, a tight race. Yeah, so Tom's at 503 or 502, and Drew is at 496. So It's, it's one of those record-breaking years, with Drew breaking the record for completions mm-hmm. and Tom this week. And if you know Drew breaks another record this year, or at least gets into the 500 club, that's pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive year. Well, and, you know, Drew Brees should have the total yardage record in, like, three or four weeks. I think he's only, like, 800 and some change away from breaking the uh, all-time yardage record as well. Old Drew Brees. You know? But let's talk about Tom. Oh, yeah. Tom is our starter. 
You know, they did a, Jason Witten had a nice segment on it tonight. I want to say it was Jason Witten, but I could be wrong. You know, there's so Oh, no, it was Troy Aikman. No, it was Troy Aikman. I'm sorry. Wrong cowboy. I I knew it was a cowboy. It could have been Tony. It could have (laughs) been. No, Tony's got that distinct voice. You can tell who it is. Um, It's feminine. (laughs) So Troy was talking about, you know, whether Belichick made Brady or Brady made Belichick, um, you know, it was really at the point where Tom filled in for Drew Bledsoe coming into that next season. Bledsoe was ready to go. Belichick stuck with Tom Brady and through it all, um, Troy was saying how the best, the best part of that whole scenario was Drew Bledsoe taking it like a professional, you know, he's getting replaced. He did everything he could to help, Tom out, you know, learn the ropes, you know, what to do, what not to do, being that, um, you know, uh, Bledsoe was was taught by Bill Parcells, who arguably, from a lot of people, is one of the better coaches in NFL history. Oh, absolutely. You know, the Big Tuna. Great nickname. Oh, the, for sure. So, you know, uh, Troy gave, uh, gave Drew Bledsoe a lot of props and said uh, apparently him and uh, Tom and Drew are quite fr- good friends in real life. Oh, wow. So that's, you know, that's kind of, that kind of says a lot, you know, you, you get replaced and you're able to look past, you know, the ego and try and do what's best for the well, team. There's a handful of guys out there that have kind of taken that role and helped out when they know their time has come. Like, for example, just last year, Alex Smith with Mahomes, he knew that they drafted him to replace him. Yeah. And, you know, last year he just helped him along the way, gave him as much tips as he could and was just a real professional about it and didn't have that, you know, I, I hate to compare it to like uh, Joe Montana, Steve Young thing, but Joe did not help out Steve. Oh, not one bit. Or or, did or Brett, Brett and, and Aaron, Aaron, Aaron right. Rodgers, yeah. You know, I, but I think Aaron, on the other hand, learned by example. You don't need, He didn't need to have the one-on-one talks with, with Brett. He just watched what he did yeah. and picked up. I'm sure he picked the a lot positives. of positives. Right. Yeah. He, he looks like a sponge. But, you know, so my starting lineup, Tom Brady, 500 career touchdown passes, 41 years old. Still the man to beat, you know, like, in my book, the greatest quarterback yeah. we've ever seen. Did I? Well, I mentioned to you, so I'm shopping with Elise at the, the health food grocery store in town trying to get healthy. I'm at the salad bar, you know, sneaking in some macaroni and cheese underneath my lettuce. Okay. And I'm, I'm nightered out. I'm wearing my, my Super Bowl hat from 94. Mm-hmm. And I got my jacket on. And this older lady's like, so you like the 49ers? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of grew up in San Jose, this and that. And she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I kind of mentioned a couple of towns where, that I used to live in before I moved down here. And I mentioned Burlingame. She's like, well, then, do you know San Mateo? I'm like, yeah, I know San Mateo. She goes, my nephew played there once in a while, like trains there. I'm like, who's your nephew? And she goes, my name's Mary Brady. And she commenced to tell me that she's Tom Brady's aunt. And hmm. her husband's there. And he's like, yeah, we are. And we chatted up about the old school Niners and Keysar Stadium. And uh, who was the guy from the Niners that's in the, is it Jack St. Clair? Who used to eat the raw meat? Went some old school Niner that is in the Hall of Fame. But she was telling me she was kind of old, little, you know, maybe I don't trust her. Maybe she's a little senile. Maybe she's been telling this lie a long time because she's got the last name. Mm-hmm. But the husband giving me like the, hey, we talk about this all the time. You know, I met Mary Brady. Tom Brady's in today. Okay. Well, we'll assume that's legitimate. You know, she said she lives in Santa Maria. I was like, Tom, you got to hook up your hand a little bit more than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But she was a real nice lady and she played with Lincoln or not played, but, you know, interacted with him and it was nice. So good. Mary Brady. Yeah. 
guess what? Your nephew's on our starting lineup. Good. Who do you who do you got in your starting lineup today? All right, it's a little funky. All right, and I'm gonna go with LeBron James, short game. You know, LA Lakers have been probably the most popular team the last two preseasons. With Lonzo last year was really hype in the preseason games, and now LeBron being who he is in LA in Hollywood Town. Tinsel Town, you mean? I'll call it what... There's a, it's a lot of different towns. I've never heard it called Hollywood I'm Town. I'm calling it Hollywood Town. I watched the old 1950s movie, Hollywood Town. Okay. Anyways. Fucking Tinsel Town. Tinsel Town. He's there. Okay. And he's gone through... There's been always, like, short controversy with LeBron. Last year in the post-game interview or pre-game, he walked in with the suit short or the short suit, remember? And when he was a rookie, he had really baggy shorts. Well, LeBron's kind of taking it back to the old school with a little new, new school flavor. A lot of the new guys, they wear a tighter, shorter short. They show a little bit of quad. But LeBron's going to like the 1990s compression short, you know, Wesley Snipes, Michael Jordan look. Well, wasn't Wesley Snipes cotton? Are you uh, talking the, white man can't jump? White man can't jump. Okay. You know, it's a little, it's, it's kind, it's a little funky, but he's so big and it looks weird. But I just appreciate that he's going like nostalgic. Okay. If it's his look for this year, you know. I mean, if we're comparing LeBron James now to rookie year, I mean. Those he, shorts were so baggy. Well, he, fill, he fills in the uniform a little bit more now. I mean, the dude's jacked. He, yeah, he's, he's, got, he's had to put on 30 pounds at least oh, yeah. since he came but into the league. But the styles have changed so much, too. Think about it. He came into the league, what, 2003, 2004? Something like that. And baggy gear was just the look. Baggy, Remember, sh- shorts were mid, mid-shin. Yeah, baggy gear. And the headband is still in play because the hairline oh. is just going back. I'm so glad that someone in the you know in the limelight that's way bigger than me in my podcast has the worst hairline. Than your, me. your podcast, our podcast. Okay. okay, what I'm not trying to take. I'm just talking about the hairline. Oh, right. this is worse than mine. Well, your hairline's not bad. Your hair's just thinning. <laughs> yeah. Well, but LeBron short game though. It's on point. I, I I like it. You know, it's better than what he's been wearing, and you know he's trying. Okay. And that's why he's in my starting lineup, LeBron. Good, good I'm not, it's hard for, for LeBron to make my starting lineup. I'm not a huge fan. Well, I mean, now you're just fully immersed with him because he's in he's, Hollywood Town. I'm going to call it Hollywood Town. It's going to catch on. <laughs> okay. How much you want to bet it doesn't? Uh, we are a thousand of fans. <laughs> okay. You're out there. All right. Um, let's, let's move on. You know, shit to bed Sunday. Um, we can go a lot of ways with this. You know, it's it's my second favorite because every week there's always somebody that shits the bed, either in your fantasy teams or sports in general. I'm going to stick to football because that's why I came up with Shit the Bed Sunday because it just works out so good. I was going to do myself for keeping Chris Carson in my starting lineup, even though he was a game-time scratch, and I took a big fat fucking zero. Meanwhile, Mike Davis proceeds to go off for 150 and a touchdown, I kept Chris Carson in and got a big zero. But that's not who I'm going with. Did it cause you to lose? No, I won in all three leagues again. For three, <laughs> third week straight, I won in three You're leagues. You're undefeated in three leagues? No, I'm three and one and two and four okay. and oh in another. All right. My four and oh team, I have no business being four and oh. Like Le'Veon Bell's out. Uh, fucking Devontae Freeman's been out. Josh Gordon was out. I mean, everybody in my lineup was out, but I just kept winning. So I'll take it. But the guy, the guy I'm picking for shit to bed Sunday this week is uh, Josh Allen. Rookie the, quarterback, huh? You know, the recently appointed starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Had a great showing against the Minnesota Vikings a couple weeks ago. Came out, let him do a big dub. 
And now, you know, this week he came out and just utterly shit himself. You know, he looked he looked like a rookie. You know, he threw for 151 yards, two picks, one fumble for a whopping minus eight fantasy points. And, you know, that just doesn't get the job done, buddy. No. Uh, big arm. For, and compared to the other rookie quarterbacks this year, and you know, Baker's not doing bad. Baker and, had a decent start. You know, I mean, he, he did throw a couple picks, but his defense didn't really help him out. You know, and there was a controversial call at the end of that game. I understand that. But, you know, if you're that worried about it, you shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. If you had to pick a rookie quarterback right now for the guys that are in there, who would you be running with? Who would I take? Yeah. Um, well, are you considering Pat Mahomes a rookie? Because he, no. he did play. He started one game last year. No, he doesn't count. Okay. I'm talking about this rookie class. You got the kid from the Jets. You got Bill. You got Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold, Josh Rosen, yeah. uh, Josh Baker. Allen, Baker. And Lamar Jackson's not Lamar's really playing. Not really starting. But even so, but you could take him. I, I take Baker Mayfield. Baker, right. I mean, he's got to me, he's got the highest upside. He's getting the most playing time. Well, I take that back. He's not getting the most playing time. Sam Darnold has, has gotten more playing time. But to me, Baker Mayfield has better weapons. I mean, you look at the Jets offense. The Jets offense is fucking dog shit. So would you say that he is re- deserving of the first pick then? Right uh, now, it's I work. I, it? Well, I think it's too early to say that. You know, a lot of people jump on that wagon saying, you know, oh, this is why he was picked number one, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think he he needs he needs a season to show if if he was right. legitimate. You can't, you, can't, you can't say it on a game and a half. Yeah, well, yeah, a game and a half. Yeah, he came back and got him a win. But you, you can't say that he's like the messiah for that team. You know, it's just... It's going to take some time. He's going to go have his ups and downs. He's going to take his lumps. You know, he's going to turn the ball over. But, you know, if he keeps making good decisions and, you know, scoring points, I mean, you just look at the difference in the offensive output from that game. Like Tyrod. Tyrod. Tyrod? I, I go with Tyrod. It's Tyrod. I think it's Tyrod. Tyrod. I think it's Tyrod. And it's Tyrod. Yeah. Terrell. Terrell? Who knows? Oh. So Tyrod Taylor, you know, they were averaging like right around 20 points a game. Baker's first start, they go out and they score 42. I mean, that to me already says your offense is moving at a better rate. You know, the run game was somewhat effective, even though the Raiders' run defense isn't that great. Um, it's 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 definitely moving in the right direction. You know, you're putting up points. People are getting involved in the offense. There's multiple people touching the ball. You know, the playmakers are getting a chance to make plays. Um, so that's why I definitely would have to go with Baker. Now, do you think that let's go back to Josh? He's on because he's shit in the bed. Do you think it was just a bad game? Do you think it's going to represent the rest of his season? Do you think he'll bounce back? You know that that's hard to say. I mean, you got you got he's, ta- he's talented. He's got a, he's got a good arm. I mean, I'll give him the arm. Um, does he have all the intangibles of the other quarterbacks? I don't think so. I mean, he he played at Wyoming. You know, it was a wide open offense. But he played, I think it's Big Sky or competition or Mountain West or, right. or whatever. You know, he wasn't playing big-time competition all the time. I'm not taking it away from him. Dude still started D1 college. Did you see how he made, tried to hurdle? He did. He, he fucking did. hurdled that, he's, dude. He's got, that was two weeks ago. It was, was two weeks ago. That was yesterday's newspaper. Nobody cares about that. I'm just saying he's got some, he's got some wiggle. He's, he's got some athleticism. I'll give him that. Uh, I just... They don't have any weapons. Right. You I know. Uh, Shady looks terrible. Their offensive line is. They just, need to do something for him. I mean, their offensive line's shit. 
their best receiver is Kelvin Benjamin, who, you know, just kind of disappears. Yeah. You know, he he disappears into fat air. He's never really had that breakout season either. Well, you know, he spent the last couple of years getting overthrown by, by Cam, Cam Newton. So <laughs> yeah. he's probably just so discouraged and hating life that he's in Buffalo now. Yeah. But, it's a tough town to play, play in, too. Yeah, you know, it's, he's no, there's no Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith from the early 90s, you know, to carry the city. Oh, yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, that's that's my shit to bet is Josh Allen. All right, well, you know, this is kind of like uh, self-inflicted here. But my shit to bet Sunday is me. You know, we have our first interview with a, a local actor from San Inez who's doing great work in L.A., and we're doing our first over-the-phone interview, and I'm setting up our mics and our laptop and everything we need to do an interview. We do a test run. Everything's looking good, and we start the interview, which everything's going well, and our system is not working for the first eight minutes of the interview. Yeah, it wasn't until Paul happened to turn and look at the uh, the computer, and it's just like, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah, uh, he's. Meanwhile, uh, Ian's talking, and Paul is just looking at me doing hand gestures, and I'm just like, oh shit. We're checking all the connections. We're it's like, like and uh, keeping the interview going. I'll give you. I'll give. I'll give it to us as far as like keeping the interview going. Did we panic? I don't think so. No, no hesitation. Sean pulls out his phone, gets a recording app set up. And starts recording the interview. It doesn't sound the best on our side, but we pick up Ian really well. But it was just like, oh my god, our very first one. Yeah, big it, hiccup. It's like it couldn't have gone worse for a first interview. It, at least we noticed it at some point, and we got some footage because that would have been really shitty. Yeah, we have the majority of the interview, and thank God Ian's a great talker. He just filled. <laughs> oh yeah, he he filled a lot of dead air. Um, but you know, parts of the interview we did miss is, you know, just the welcoming, uh, he got, uh, inaugurated into the hold my whistle hall of fame. Well, yeah, he's our first interview. And so uh, automatically he's Paul automatically gives up the gold jacket for a first. Well, we're um, going to give out jackets. I thought there were sleeves. Oh yeah. Sleeves. HMW 40. Don't forget it guys. It's still, it's, it's still, still available. There. Yeah. It's still there. Um, we missed we miss some background on how Ian played at San Inez on the 94 team with head coach Josh McClurg. He and was, he only played his freshman and his senior year. Yeah, so he bookended his high school with football. Ian knew he was going to be an actor from the very beginning. Yeah, he, he had a good idea. That's where he wanted to go. But he wanted, he wanted to play one more year of football, which, you know, hats off to him. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And he played behind Josh. He, played, he was Josh's backup. He was a special teamer. Um, and he said... In his words, quote, the best team of all time, which Josh and I have proven the 93-94 team is the second or third best team in school history. Yeah, so Ian's right there. Yeah. so As he, far as being correct, it, it, it's debatable. Yeah, it's definitely debatable. You know, there's never a, you, you never know with one and two. Yeah. Um, so we, we missed some of the background, some of the memories he shared from playing high school football, uh, he talked a little bit, a little, little but a little bit about um, his his time he spent shadowing us for the for a couple of games. You know, really working into his role. Yeah, he uh, he showed up Thursday for Thursday night practice, and he talked about that a little bit and how impressed he was with how dialed in and how much of an audition it was for Friday night. 
You mean dress rehearsal? Dress rehearsal. What did I say? Audition? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, dress rehearsal for a Friday night. And, you know, he was impressed with how, you know, the kids were enthused about it. They, everything was, you know, was, Josh runs a tight ship. You yes. know, Thursday nights are, are impressive. You know, we used to have a couple more Thursday night spaghetti feeds with the JV team. We only do one. And I think that's best anyway. They're lucky they get that. I absolutely agree with you. But it used to be cool for the JVs to watch how Varsity runs Thursday night. Yeah. Because it's just a completely different machine. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I've been at different, like, I talk about when I was at West Valley, and it's a junior college, and this coach has been at the Redlands and this and that. He, you know, played for Army. Doesn't even compare to Josh's Thursday night. Oh, yeah. It's... It's tight. You know, we, we run a script practice and, you know, we try to hit perfection as best as possible. Yeah. So Ian was really impressed with that. He even then talks about how, you know, certain traditions that he was really into, like the coaches Friday morning breakfast. He was part of that. And so then we start talking about the TV show that he's preparing for where he plays a coach for Malibu High. They're the Dolphins. You know, it's a, a made up high school. And I ask him how much of Josh is portrayed into his character and how much he uses. Quick trivia question for you. Okay. Before we transition into or segue into the say, interview. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell me what sitcom uses the Dolphins as a mascot for their high school football team? Oh, boy. All I think about is not the high school. The only thing I think about Dolphins in the college is um, Blue Chips. I can't think of a sitcom TV show. It's pretty popular. Is it right now or before? Yeah, no, it's popular right now. Very hot, very hot. Wait, and you said basketball or football? Football. Very hot lead, two very hot female lead actresses in this show. Uh, one of the main characters previously starred as a football coach in a movie that was shot locally. I, I'm completely... Give it to me. He played at Polk High School, number okay. 33. Who? Give me the answer. Uh, it, it's Modern Family. Oh. Polk High School's oh, is Ed O'Neill from okay. Married with Married Children. Married with Children. All right. Okay. You know, I, I, Cameron watched Tucker. First, I watched the first couple seasons, and I haven't watched anymore. I oh, love dude, the show. It's such a great show. I love the show. My Hilarious. wife got me hooked on that show. Oh, Modern it's Family so, is great. It's so funny. Phil Dumphy? Yeah, dude, one of the best dads of all time. Oh, dude, <laughs> that show just makes me laugh. I just think Phil Dunphy, and it's I, I can't stop laughing. I just think his wife Virginia Bennett oh, from Happy Gilmore, banging. Oh yeah, she looks so much better now. Oh, Happy Place when Happy goes when you yeah. Go, oh, and she's in that white lingerie with, with the, the two pitches, of beer, two oh, pitches yeah. of beer. Oh, so banging. So that was my little trivia question before we segue to this. Okay, interview. okay, I like it. Uh, but yeah, so Ian Bailey is portraying a little bit of Josh in this interview. And here we go with the rest of our interview with Ian Bailey. Then the director said, okay, cool. That was really great to have all that improvising. Now let's uh, uh, um, just have it more, you know, let's do a whole stoic pass where you just kind of like give a nod here and look there and disappointed here, or stoked here, but like a way more kind of Clint Eastwood version of, of the coach because they're finding it out too. I'm discovering what this, what this coach is and how he coaches. Cause it's, 
the first game I've ever done it. And it's the first, you know, in story, the first time I've ever seen this coach. And so you just kind of try different things. So then of course it's up to the director and the showrunner in the end, which version they use and really which version of coaching best serves the story. So basically what I did is I tried to give them what I knew to be real and give them a version of that that is viable. And then they ask me to do another version that is also viable, and then they'll either use one or the other or a combination of both. So that's really but good. But one thing that I know will be what that I hope will be in the essence of 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 the character is is, 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 is the, the man I play is entirely antagonistic to the main coach of the story. Tay Diggs. I used to coach Beverly Hills High School. Oh. And that guy kind of got me run out of the school and before I wanted to leave, but I ended up at Malibu High. And now I just, I really dislike this guy because he's got an NFL resume. He thinks he's a hot shot, but really I know some things about him that I don't like at all. They're kind of secrets of the story. And uh, I just want to get under his skin. I want to like, I want to like basically terrorize him and, 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 trash talking <laughs> so uh, that's the the number one thing it's kind of like the villain of the story but i wanted to infuse that character with what i find what i see because that's not josh's nature of course so i wanted to infuse it with what i see <laughs> him sure? which is a guy who also inspires his players inspires everyone around him and is fun and playful with the guys and has a real like ease uh, as well so I, 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 what I got from Josh is, is not one version of just stern, you know, regimented a-hole coach, but a guy who can also like laugh with the guys about who their girlfriends are and what they're getting up to after the game and have a relationship and a rapport of, of ease and, and cool uh, uh, understanding and friendship with the guys and the other coaches. But then when it's time to bust ass, he is able to, you know, get, you know, So I want to ask you a question. Now that you've been coaching the Malibu Dolphins for a couple episodes, do you think that the Malibu Dolphins could take the standing as Pirates? No way. Okay. Not a chance. Standing as Pirates, they're just, they're they're hands down. Pirate, you know, Pirates rule, man. You know, Pirates, they they, they take their swords and they slit Dolphins' throats. There we go. So I I was talking to Ian a couple weeks ago, too, and he he was shooting. He's... Someone's got a sign up that says "Go Fish," <laughs> and he's like, "Don't they know the dolphins are mammals?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it's so fun to see. It was so funny to see signs, you know, that are made by like a art department team for a TV show, like that are making like pride posters for a high school, a high school football team. So it's like they don't have the same heart for it, so they do like ideas of what. You know, all right, what's the team? They're the Dolphins, all right? What are we going to say? And, yeah. you know, they come up with shit like, go, you know, go fish. Uh, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and another one was, okay, the, the Beverly Hills High School team is in the story is the Eagles. So we're the Dolphins and they're the Eagles. And they had this big poster of a dolphin and it said, 
Go Dolphins, ruffle the Eagles' feathers. Me <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of the guys were laughing at that. You know, I'm like, oh, that's just so, just hardcore. Like, yeah, we're going to ruffle their feathers. So, just, so awesome. Be so rough. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, if you're comfortable, hit us with your best Josh McClurg impersonation. Oh, hell yeah. All right, guys. Attention to detail. I want to see one, you know, if you focus on what is right in front of you, everything will take care of the rest. Just attention to detail and trust, trust, you trust your teammates, linemen, trust, trust that running backs, trust your linemen, linemen, trust your receivers and trust that the ball is going to get where you got to go. This is what's happening, guys. And, 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 and one other thing, I want you to fucking remember to play loose, keep loose out there relax and get out there and have some fucking fun because you guys are the same as pirates and tonight we're going to show the central coast what it is to play pirate football you hear me everybody get up get up (laughs) Uh, phenomenal that's i thought it was going to be a little tough you were such a good actor (laughs) that was so good that was awesome oh my I was laughing away from the mic because, like, right from the beginning, it it was it was perfect. Yeah, uh, we're gonna love that. Um, <laughs> oh, that kills me. Um, so, how long have you been acting? You've been doing this for quite a while, right? Yeah, I did all the. I did theater in high school. I did. I did uh, five five or so plays, you know, in between sports, and I um, I was pretty interested in baseball. And I get, you know, going for that. And, and uh, like, I was pretty serious about baseball. And I, I had an inner, inner scrimmage game with the, the varsity team our junior, like the summer after our junior year. And we, we, I had hit pretty well off this pitcher who was, you know, on our team the last time we scrimmaged. And he said to me in school, like the next, you know, the, the, the next week before we played each other again, he was looking at me and he was like, all right, man, yeah, next time you're up, I'm going to hit you. And I said, all right, if you throw at me, I'm going to charge the mound. And the rest of the day at school, he'd like see me in the hallway and he'd like, you know, fake throw a pitch at me. And I'd <laughs> pretend like I dropped the bat and like, all right, you know, it's going to happen and come game time. And then come game time, I get up to bat, and he throws one low and tight right at my legs. I jump out of the way. I drop the bat on the plate. And he gets the ball back from the catcher, and he's like, all right. I'm like, all right. I pick up the bat, and the next pitch, he throws again at me, and it beats me right in the thigh. (laughs) And I drop the bat, and I charge the mound, and I just tackled him through a punch, and both both benches from this, uh, you know, the, all the guys on the field and the, uh, and, and everyone on the bench, all the members of the same exact team rushed the field. And we got into this huge brawl. The catcher got his nose broken. There was blood. There was like punches thrown. That's kind of a full brawl. Sounds like a typical, all the game. same guys beating the shit out of each other, the same team. And, uh, you know, needless to say, the coach was, so fucking pissed. <laughs> That's that football mentality. So yeah. I, uh, 
I uh, auditioned for the school in New York, this acting school called Juilliard. Oh, yeah. And I had to miss tryouts for senior year. But I figured, well, I was already on varsity, so, you know, I'm not going to have to tryouts and I came back from New York and I showed up to practice and the coach was had this like shit-eating grin on his face and he and he said he said what are you doing here I said what do you mean it's practice like well, I'm here he's like no you missed trials sorry uh you can't miss trials you're not on the team I said but I, but I played last year what are you talking about he said nope sorry wow and that right there ended my uh baseball career <laughs> so I said, okay, fine, and I'll go full on into acting. It must be a sign. It must be meant to be. Pretty so as soon as I graduated high school, I moved to New York City and went to theater school and then just started working and have never looked back. That's pretty cool. So when you were at Juilliard... So I thank that for kicking me off the team. I thank him. Oh, yeah. That's, that sets you up for, for, for success. So, hey, when you were at Juilliard, did you go <laughs> to school with a it's like, super popular school for the arts? Did you go to school with anyone kind of popular? Yeah, I didn't. End, you know what? I didn't. I didn't end up going to Juilliard. I oh. ended up going to this place called the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Oh, is that like uh, DeVry for acting? <laughs> Just kidding. Is it what? I said, is it the DeVry of acting schools? It's yeah, the, the technical school. You also learn uh, like electrical work um, there, <laughs> on the, you know, as well. Just in case acting doesn't work out, you can be. A, no, that's funny. You know, um, so plug in uh, washers and dryers. <laughs> no, it's a good school. You know, there you go. It's so one of them. You still have to audition for all kinds of roles and stuff. I'm assuming, right? Do I audition? Yeah. So yeah, I, like I a get good... a I get a combination of like the, the the football show was an offer. Okay. Um, so sometimes I get offers. Sometimes I audition. Sometimes I just take a meeting. It's a combo of all those three things. Is there any like actors that you see at, like all the like that kind of go for the same roles as you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Over the years, for sure. Um, so, do you ever yeah. feel like you like you ever be typecast or anything, or you're just a pretty solid actor? You're you're kind of all around, right? You do everything. Like you're a bad guy in this one, but you're still. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. Uh, I think I don't get like. For example, next week on Tuesday, I'm in a new show called FBI. It's a, doing pretty well it's been on two weeks so yeah, far is that the one with and the... i'm playing a u.s senator oh and then simultaneously i'm shooting this show where i'm playing a high school football coach that's cool the last movie i did i played a doctor um i play i've played like total like a complete psychopathic insane person who's been you know uh, institutionalized uh, who's killed people? I've uh, played a uh, guy, like a guy who, on the opposite end of the spectrum, is like the nicest guy in the world, and has you know, like in the, the the star of this Christmas film, uh, who 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 does nothing but good deeds for people. I've kind of been all over the. I've been like and played the uh, in Band of Brothers and Soldiers. Yeah, the most we, ethically well, I, minded uh, uh, guy in the whole company, and then. Yeah, played like shysty fuckers too, you know. But right. I, 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 I got yeah. to play all of it and wanted to play all of it, which helps. You got to kind of want to do that, or else you can kind of end up on one track. But that's not interesting to me. I want to, I want to kind of feel and taste all aspects of 
humanity. Yeah. Well, you know what happened is uh, I YouTubed you. And the very, oh. have you have you YouTubed yourself before? Um, I don't know about YouTube. But well, I so you got I YouTubed you because I was like, like well, what, did, what did you come across? The very first video Ian, is a kissing compilation of all the girls you've kissed. I don't know who made the video. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this video made, and you know I could go down the list. We got like Michelle Williams. Susan May Pratt, Kerry Washington, you know, I got a couple, uh, me and Sean both, we are huge Kerry Washington fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, you are? Okay, uh, good. Yeah, she's I, I'm cool. a big Piper Parabo fan. I saw that there was a handful of scenes with Piper, you know, I was a big Coyote Ugly guy. Yeah, Maggie, Maggie Q, Maggie Q did it for me, you know, she was great in uh, Balls of Fury. And then I went down to the bottom of the list and saw Candace Cameron Bure. I mean that that hits you a little a little close to home. Yeah, a little, little full house. Full house, you know, just a little throwback there. So I, you know, without yeah. out names, I don't want to know who the best kisser or worst kisser is. But what we want to know here at Home I Whistle uh-huh. is get some good kissing. You tips know, since, from since, Ian you like, since, since you like Candace Can, uh, Cameron Bure, somehow it worked out where she and I have had the longest on screen kiss ever ever and it was because oh i mean it was it was it was the longest kiss you could imagine because they had come up with an idea we're on this ice ice skating rink and we're meant to have like that that final kiss in the movie that seals our love and now we're together that that special magical moment that polar ends and they start kissing her and they have this idea for a shot that they want to attach a camera to a drone and fly it over our head while we're kissing. And this guy, this drone operator, you know, was, I don't know, having a little trouble from the wind or didn't know what the hell he was doing, how to fly a drone with a camera on it or whatever. And he was just having the hardest time getting it into position for the shot and holding a steady shot. So it's just like buzzing above, like 20 feet above our head. And all they kept saying is, keep kissing, keep kissing. <laughs> and we're like making out the entire time while this drone is trying to get positioned to capture the shot. So literally, the kiss went on for like five, six, seven minutes. Oh, wow. dang. So I got to know, I got, I got to know Candace, you know, the inside of Candace's mouth better than I ever thought I would. <laughs> did, did you just work it the whole time? Or did, you, or did it get like stale? You're a pro, right? You know, you got to got to keep it going, you know? <laughs> keep the party going. Professionalism, my friend. Professionalism. That's what I'm saying. You are a professional Hollywood kisser. So if you could just give us a couple... What, what, what are some good tips to know for, for kissing on set? Or About? Just, just, just any, any general kissing tips. You're a pro, so we want to know. Kissing tips? Kissing tips. I'll tell you one thing that's surprising. Uh, that was surprising. You guys like Kerry Washington, too. Right, so in this movie, we have a full sex scene yeah, where I mean, we're both naked intense. and it's intercourse, and it's like that. So it's not the porn industry, so there's protection, right? But you have to look like there isn't. So I figured I'd never done a sex scene before, and I figured, well, they're going to give me some kind of like, you know, there's some fancy Hollywood contraption you put over your Johnson, you know, like some kind of like, you know, like latex kind of jock strap thing and uh that wasn't quite what it was the prop guy uh hands me an athletic sock and says 
here you go. No way. <laughs> was your, it like uh, an old one too, or was it like a semi? Like was it a new like Nike sock, or was it like an old stripe? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just you know it was crusty. Had some sweat <laughs> on it. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised by that one. That that that's awesome. Yeah, my tips are uh, my tips are. Um, yeah, like if you ever uh, okay, when you when you here's my tip for you guys: when you come across a Hollywood actress that you like, like any of these girls you just mentioned, if you ever see them, don't delay. Walk right up to them with with purpose and 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 authority, and grab them by the waist and bring them right into the biggest kiss they've ever had in their life, and then watch what happens. <laughs> Watch them, them melt in your arms and decide that everything that's happened to them before was was nothing. And you have become the man of the wildest dreams. <laughs> I don't know if you're setting me up for disaster, but I'm going to go for it. But hey, that's, uh, that's the interview for us, Ian. Um, I want to remind our guests, hey, make sure to watch All American, right? Uh, premiering October 10th at 9 p.m. on The CW. And you're going to be also on a couple yeah, of episodes yeah, of the FBI, I, yeah. right? It starts October 10th. I come into the show later on, uh, like episode six, I think. But yeah, you know, it's a, it looks like it. I don't know this. I mean, I haven't seen the show yet, but from the trailers and the promos, it looks like it's going to be good. The scripts have been good. So yeah, I, I hope you guys can check it out. And oh, thanks definitely. for having me on the, your program. We totally appreciate it. And I enjoyed it. being on the field with you guys. And thanks a lot. Yeah, we, we enjoyed you on the field. And uh, thank you for also being our first interviewee. And congratulations on making the Hold My Whistle Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm glad to be in your Hall of Fame. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, All right, Ian. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Good night. So that was our interview with Ian Bailey. It was a pretty fun interview. Our first one. You know, how do you think it went, Sean? Um, Aside from the technical difficulties, I thought uh, I thought it went real well. You know, Ian Ian's a talker. You know, probably talked the legs off a chair at times, and I think he tapered it back for a little bit for us. What a good impersonation! Oh man, when he when he did his Josh impersonation, Paulo literally had to turn away from the mic because he was gonna laugh and spit all over it. It was it was spot on. Um, it, it was very heartfelt. Yeah. And it's a good thing he's an actor because he sold us on it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I knew he was going to do good, but it was just, it's surprising. I've been, like, thinking about it for a while, and I was like, hey, we, we should ask him to do, like, a halftime speech or impersonate Josh. And he crushed Josh. If you get to see Josh ever at a half, in a halftime speech or when he talks to the team and needs to motivate him, you could just listen to this interview because it's yeah, the same thing. He, he, he hit the nail on the head with that one. I was also a fan of the um, the kissing list of some of his personal experiences yeah. on camera with some of these uh, actresses that we have listed. Um, if you haven't watched it, check out... Yeah, the, just, just type in Ian Bailey into your YouTube, and it's the very first video. Yeah, but you spell Ian E-I-O-N. So, yeah, don't forget it. It's a different kind of Ian. Yeah. It's a different kind of Ian, but it should be the first video that pops up, and it's just a compilation of all the actresses he's kissed yeah. throughout his um, acting career. Oh, yeah. Like, right off the bat, like, Dawson's Creek, Michelle Williams, young Michelle Williams. Super young Michelle Williams. Oh, yeah. Still a hot Michelle Williams. Oh, yeah. Um, a, a good one that we already alluded to was Kerry Washington. I mean, how do you not oh, yeah. say Kerry Washington on that list? Uh, one we didn't mention was Tina Fey. Yeah. And, you know, she had her moment. She's still kind of hot. Yeah, she's, she's sneaky cute. 
You know, but you you didn't mention that she might be a little dirty. I mean, not I didn't dirty say di- is like I didn't like, say I dirty. Be, she might be kind of stinky. She might. <laughs> you know, she she looks like she's you know either had too much coffee, maybe you know, oh, I need to go have a cigarette, or she's like Molly Shannon, you know, maybe bo. Yeah, you know that she just gives that vibe. Maybe you need to take off that old sweater, Tina Fey. Yeah, that it's... dirty rug that you're wearing yeah. for your sweater. <laughs> No, and then uh, maybe another one for me that I thought was real hot was uh, Mara Tierney from uh, the original, like ER show. He mm. was, you know, there was a lot of scenes with that, and just a classic hottie. Yeah, you know, nothing crazy, but yeah, it's a it's a good like three minute video of him just making out with chicks. Yeah, and so so yeah, check it out. You thanks, know. Ian, again for the interview. We it was appreciate a blast. It. Hey, if you ever want to come on again, let us know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, and I really hope actually the show take, he gets to do a. You know what's cool about football schedules? It's the same one every, you know, pretty much the year after. Yeah, and right. So if he if he gets if the show gets a second season, I'm pretty sure he's going to get a second season. Um, but we did talk about Tom Brady being on your starting lineup. Yeah, and let's talk about Thursday night football against the Colts. Um, yeah. So I I watched that. Well, I didn't say I watched all. I shouldn't say I watched all of it. I I watched the first half from my phone because we were still out of practice. But the second half. Patriots looked good. Running game was going. I mean, it took them, you know, second half. They really picked up the run game. Um, Sony Michelle looked good again. James White's just a beast in the passing game as usual. Uh, Gronk had some big catches. Not 100% out there, but he's still tearing it up. Mismatch nightmare. Uh, the Colts defensively just missing too many starters. And secondary had some breakdowns. Um they just they just couldn't hang. Andrew Luck yeah. didn't play bad. He looked no. he looked decent. He did have a couple picks, but he still threw for what three forty and three tubs. Yeah, you so, know, you know, it's not bad. Hey, on a, on a side note on that, that's that's really beneficial for you because you're playing good old Stroke McHawk this oh, week. I might win a game. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, Josh Josh's team is stacked, and he's probably going to throttle you by at least fifty. Yeah, I'm you, much. H- half your team went tonight. <laughs> You know, I did go Vinatieri and uh, New England D. They gave up to it so many points. Uh, well, you know, you got you got lucky because Josh Gordon was giving you a big fucking zero for a while. I knew he was going to come through. <laughs> yeah, he got what two Six. catches and fi- fifty yards and a touchdown. Boom, that's solid. What what, you, what, what did that run you seven thirteen points? For my flex spot, yeah, thirteen points. Eh. I put him at the flex. I didn't start him. Oh yeah, you did because he's well, in your lineup. Oh, I, I, well, I guess that, but. Anyways, but back to the game. Um, but this is a traditionally like a rivalry game. You know, I know Peyton's been gone yeah, for a while. Yeah, it used to be real big. Real big. But I thought it would be fun to see because of the whole uh, Josh McDaniel coaching controversy because he was supposed to be the head coach for him last year or this year. And he kind of backed out and went back to New England. I, I think I think he saw the writing on the wall for Indianapolis. You know, old Mother Hubbard in the fucking cupboard was pretty bare. But, like, he had his homeboys, like, like he wanted on his coaching staff. They moved and, like, moved their families to Indianapolis. And hey, But they still, have, they still have jobs, though, right? They got, exactly. In so, the NFL. Yeah, nobody like, feels sorry for them. <laughs> I mean, they're living their dream. Yeah. Fuck guess what? There's one less person I need to talk to. I got a job in Indianapolis. Yeah. Right. I, where, where would you rather live? They're both kind of cold, right? Indianapolis? Or would you live in, in Boston? I'd, I'd much rather live in Massachusetts. Yeah. Fuck Indiana. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, what else is what is there? Larry Bird statues and a whole bunch of fields. So yeah, you got the Pacers and the Colts. The Colts. And you got a race. Indy 500. Better than the Boston Marathon. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got a point. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> so hey, that's Thursday night football, but really probably the most popular thing in sports right now is the we're in baseball playoff season. Yeah. 
Uh, it started out with a bang. You know, first uh, the AL wild card game. You had the Yankees taking on the A's. Yankees, Yankees showing up. You know, A's to me were probably the hottest team in baseball coming in, and they just kind of didn't show up. Um, Yankees, Yankees, like lineup wise, too much power, too too much of everything offensively. You know, they're stacked. As long as their pitching holds up, they'll be all right. The Yankees have traditionally just always had the A's number. Yeah. They always, like when Derek Jeter threw that backhand. Oh, that was such a bad Oh, play. man, I just Wasn't cried. Wasn't it against Giambi? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then didn't and then be, they picked them up. Yeah, the next year. <laughs> and I think they want to ring the next year. Oh, dude, I was, it's, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. That, it's, you want, I don't know what the A's do, but they just, you know, and we know what they do as far as like, hey, they play some farm baseball, small baseball. They get through. You know, they win tons of games and, you know, the city falls in love with them every year and they make you believe. It keeps them coming they back. They make you believe and you're right there and then the fucking Yankees come to town. And then the bottom falls out. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, so, you know, I had the ace in my starting lineup a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, pa- Paulo was a little hurt, hurt by that, you know. Um, but not, what are you, you going to do? Hey, I'm proud of him, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Maybe one day they'll finally have Do you get a, a participation trophy for losing to the Yankees every year? Uh, I'm, I'm sure they will. <laughs> um, you know, maybe maybe they'll be able to spend some money on a fucking stadium because... Oh, the Coliseum. Pro- probably the worst baseball stadium in the country is the Oakland A's. Oh, yeah. Who wants to go there? Like, I, I, Nobody wants to go there. You have to hit 500-foot 500, 500 home runs just to get it out because that place is a fucking gigantic park. Uh, so what other games happened this week? Um, so today we had uh, the Brewers and the Rockies play and the Dodgers and the Braves. So Rockies lost a heartbreaker in 10 innings, 3-2. Uh, to two. That is, I wanted to say it was the seventh straight playoff game they've lost by like one or oh. by from scoring two or less runs. Or in extra innings? Um, not extras, just in terms of scoring, you know. Okay. They have a high potent offense that just got shut down by the Brewers today. Um, you know, it took, it took extra innings. Uh, I saw an interesting tidbit, Christian Yelich, Thousand Oaks kid, um, for the Brewers was the first Brewers place baseball player to Homer in his first playoff game appearance. So oh, that's I thought that cool. was Central I, Coast kid. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, God, the, the, the league just hates the Rockies because they're, they're super good. But they drew they drew a very tough matchup going into Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been playing great baseball. You know, they're doing it, like, offensively. They got some sticks. Pitching has been, like, overperforming, in my in my opinion. You know, they, they don't really have that marquee pitcher. They just got a, got a bunch of guys that seem to be holding their own out there. And, you know, that's props to them. Hey, and, you know, like, you know, having a good bullpen or at least a confident bullpen who's throwing good is super key to having successful playoff run. Right. I mean, that that's that's what it takes. You got to be deep. You got to be deep at starting pitcher. You got to have guys that can, you know, in a pinch could throw two, three innings and you not, not blow the game wide open for you. Right. Then that back end guy to come in and when you have that lead and get the 27th, the 27th out, you know, it's a lot harder than it looks. You know, Mariano Rivera did it for so many years, making it look easy. Then you got these dudes that come in and just, can't do it and it's one of those it's a mentality it's it's all mentality yeah come in and snipe it out exactly so you know you had you had game one there going going to the brewers and then and everybody's well everybody locally 
the Dodger Brave game, it was actually televised for everybody Ooh. that doesn't have Time Warner cable. You got to watch it on MLB Network. Um, because, Doyers. Yeah, Doyers. Um, the Dodgers games never get shown anymore because due to however DirecTV and Comcast do it, KTLA is no longer available and that's what they used to air it on Channel Five back in back in my day. It was Channel Five, um, but every time but they, either, they they came with fire, right? Oh yeah, uh, Jock Jock Peterson hit a, hit a two or two hit a home run, and the first inning I think, and then Muncie hit a two or three run bomb, and um, they had High Engine uh, Ryu pitch today. I want to okay. say that's how you say his name, but I know his last name's Ryu. Um, we're going to put that on the list of hardest names to say this year. Oh, God, it's no Tui Toa Gavala. <laughs> no. I, I, I just can't say that kid's name. No. Um, Dodgers just Dodgers put a whipping on uh, Mike Fulton, Fulton Weiss. I want to say that. I'm just going to say it's Manny Machado. Just, yeah. having, him, just having him in the dugout. Nah, he had an error today. Help the team. motivate them to pick up their step. You know, like, hey, you got to catch up on this. They <laughs> yeah. Pay- they won 6 nothing. I'm sure they were doing fine. <laughs> Uh, they got Clayton Kershaw on the bump tomorrow. Uh, Kershaw's pitching against Anibal Sanchez. Uh, they're in L.A., so that place will be packed. Uh, I got some friends that are going to that game that went to game one as well. Um, you got everything else really opening up. Uh, Colorado and Milwaukee are going again. Um, Tyler Anderson's on the hill for Colorado versus uh, Jolice Chassin. Yeah, used to, used to be a brewer. And then uh, the AL games are open up as well. You got Yankees, Red Sox. What a good opening series that'll be. Dude. J.A. Happ versus Chris Sale. Very interesting matchup there. Um, Sale, just dirty. Dirty southpaw throws hard, strikes out guys. You know, spent some time on the disabled list this year. But uh, looking to bounce back. Uh, going against J.A. Happ, a mid, middle of the year acquisition. I want to say they picked him up from the Blue Jays. And, you know, he's just a, he's the Swiss Army knife. You know, he can be he's a middle, yeah, he's a middle, he could be a middle reliever. He could close a little bit. Uh, he can go out and start and give you five, six solid innings. Um, and then you got Cleveland at Houston. Uh, Corey Kluber, probably the, a front runner for the Cy Young going against Justin Gaslander. Um, <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you say? You got two guys that throw hard and a lot of strikeouts in Houston Houston needs to pick their game up a little bit if they want to repeat, but, you know, they have enough talent there to do it. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's... That's baseball for tomorrow. Dude, I'm excited. I uh, might watch a couple games. Are you? I have to. I think you do. Uh, yeah. Because yes. I think I did all the talking for baseball. You always do. Oh, yeah, that's I'm true. picking it up. I'm working on my baseball game. I guarantee next season, starting from the beginning of the season, I'm going to be on point. All right. Spring, you know what I want to do? I want to go to spring ball. Uh, yeah, I thought about it, but then I really don't want to. No, not one time go to Arizona. Fuck no, it's way play too hot. Play a little hot. Top Golf. It's way too hot. You don't want to play Top Golf? I, if I play Top Golf, it's going to be in Las Vegas. All right. Well, hey, um, I got the equipment yesterday, right? I'm driving through Lompoc, got to stop at Liquor Emporium, want to get a new bottle of whiskey for whiskey time. Uh, first time I've been there in a while. I think last time I went there was to get a fishing license. Or porn mag because they used to have great porno section. Do people still get porn mags? Uh, I doubt it because it's all free on the internet now. Seriously, I think of my childhood and just like wrinkled up porn mag pages. (laughs) (laughs) Or stuck together? Uh, No, we had to keep that stuff, you know, lasting. I didn't want it to get rid of, you know. Yeah. I wasn't that much into the... Disgusting, Paul. Come on, Sean. No one. 
looks at the guys. So liquor emporium. Anyway, liquor emporium. I go in there and I'm looking for a certain whiskey that people have been recommending to me, and they don't have it. But I meet one of the employees there who actually ends up being the owner, and he kind of knows who we are. You know, at least his uh, football coaches in San Inez, and his brother-in-law plays on the team right now. And we just start talking it up. He knows about the podcast. I show him a little bit of whiskey time. And because I, you know, the whiskey that I wanted wasn't there, I was going to go to one that Josh recommended to me, the, the Colonel E.H. Taylor. Yeah, very And I smooth. saw the bottle there, and I was like, hey, I'm going to pull the trigger on this. We'll, we'll do the Colonel. Let's see how it goes. He goes, bro, try this. He goes, if you like E.H. Taylor, this is just as good. And... It's like 15 bucks cheaper, but who cares about the price? He goes, what we're drinking, he goes, this Henry McKenna, 10-year-old whiskey, single barrel, you know, is legitimate. You need to try it out. And he just was so passionate about this stuff. He was telling me, hey, it's distilled in Hillhaven Distillery. It's one of the best in America. It's a single barrel, which is very rare. You know, most teams, they do the small batch and... He goes, this is, it doesn't happen very much anymore. And then, which you think, you know, there's not too many whiskeys that actually put the year stamp, you know, the, the age of the whiskey. Yeah, it's written in ink. This, yeah. And he's like, 10 years. He goes, it doesn't happen. He goes, Hunter Proof. He was so passionate about the whiskey. And he loved that we had a whiskey time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you just have to try this. I was like, bro, I'm going to come to you for recommendations all the time. The, the pat, I, <laughs> he should be one of our whiskey bros. Like, if we go out and do, like, some kind of whiskey thing, he knows so much. Good. And so I just took his his word for it, and he was right. This was we. He told me he's all. I drink it at room temperature. He drinks it neat, and it's one of the best. He goes even if you want to drop an ice cube into it. He goes it opens up beautifully. My boy Mason from Liquor Emporium was absolutely correct. Oh yeah. You know we and again this is the second time Sean's been drinking, you know something on the rocks by itself, and I totally recommend it. Go out, try some Henry McKenna, the single barrel, 10-year-old whisk, uh, bourbon. It's awesome. Yeah, it was some good stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much what we got for the show today. Uh, kind of excited about the Red River rivalry this weekend. Ooh. T- yeah. Who Texas, you got? Texas, you got Texas? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. Okay, I was just okay. saying Texas, Oklahoma. Who you got? I'm taking Oklahoma. You got to do right? Oh, we were Sooners. Dude, Kyler Murray's just too good. Longhorns down. That's what we're saying. Um, hey, that's our show. Let's hit the music and get out of your song. All right, have a good one. Peace. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let me know. Girl, I'm gonna show you how to do it, and we start real slow. You just put